Kabiso Musiya on SAFM. Let's get straight into it. Um, we are joined on the line by former Kaiser Chiefs performance analyst and technical scout. Also works with Bafana Bafana. By the way, also an analyst on SABC Sport. They call him Tishala there uh, because he's always educating the masses about um, about the game. You know, like I said, he's one of those technocrats that they call them these days. Snesipo Mali joins us on the line. Snesipo, good evening. Thank you for speaking to us tonight on SAFM. Uh, good evening, uh, uh, Tabiso, and uh, good evening to your listeners at home. Thank you. Firstly, Snesipo, maybe let's get a better understanding of exactly what you do. What does a performance analyst do? Uh, performance analyst, uh, I always refer it, it's an objective way to look at performance. Um, it is uh, to look at, obviously, performance uh, of the own team. Uh, or performance of the opposition, you know. So it is uh, obviously using all sort of uh, insight uh, or source of information uh, to, to be more objective in terms of uh, how you look at, at, at performance and analyzing your own opposition. Uh, it goes as far as analyzing individual players, group. Uh, when I refer to group, I'm talking about maybe just ref- uh, the defense, uh, or it can go to the whole team, meaning now all the players in the team the patterns of play, you know, uh, uh, that is what you'll be looking at most in opposition. And in your own team, you'll obviously be looking at uh, uh, generally, before you go to the game, there's tactical agreements. And so uh, post the game, you want to see if the players did stick to those uh, tactical agreements and how was the general performance in terms of the KPIs that are put by the team. So that is basically the short uh, uh, definition of what a performance analyst does or what performance analysis is about. I'm not sure if it's short, but uh, but that's... Uh, okay, thanks for that clarity. <laughs> and then you're also a technical scout then. What does a technical scout do? Uh, I always say uh, everybody can scout, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and which is a fact because everybody can see what a good player is. But a technical scout has got a bit of a more educated eye uh, in terms of looking at talent, you know, so, um, uh, so of course, uh, even technical scouts will get a lot of information from just general people. It could be a referee doing a game and says to me, "Look, um, I saw a good player in a match," and uh, you know, and that's just a clue, you know. So my job now as a technical scout, somebody who's more qualified, who's, who's more analytical who's got a sharper eye to go deeper into detail and 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 uh, and pick up uh, you know key key things uh, about the player um, you know that is what a technical scout is is uh, so it is actually an important uh, term for us professional scouts uh, to refer to ourselves uh, so that <laughs> we cannot just be seen as ordinary scouts with just the raw eye because we've got uh, also an educated eye and talking about an educated eye, does it mean you have to study for everything that you that you do and that you've just told us? Yeah, of course. Um, you you have to, you know. Um, it's like talent. Talent, naturally, everyone has talent. And talent on its own, without enhancement, uh, uh, can only take you up to so much. So it is important to enhance the, the talent that one has, you know. So like myself, I've done analysis courses before, um, you know, with ProZone International. And uh, in 2020, uh, you know, I went to Manchester 
to uh, IPSO, International Professional Scouting Organization. And I also got to visit uh, Man United, Man City in the process, you know, just to see how things are done there. So IPSO is one of the world-owned organization uh, in terms of uh, specializing in, in, in teaching scouting and analysis. So that is, um, yeah, so I'm an IPSO accredited scout. Technical scout. So, so if you don't go to, if you don't study, you're just a scout. And if you study, you're a technical <laughs> scout. <laughs> okay. And, and you mentioned, you made an example um, that maybe a referee will tell you that they saw a very good player. And I wanted to ask, how do you find players then? Is it by watching? Is it by recommendation? Is it a bit of both? Look, there's many ways to find players. Uh, there's many ways. And I always laugh when people uh, undermine YouTube, uh, undermine uh, sources of talent, because you can find a player, one, through a uh, word of mouth, uh, somebody saying, to you, hey, there's a player there. So what that's what you call a clue in scouting, yes, because somebody's giving you a clue about a certain player. You can find a player by going to watch matches. Uh, sometimes you go to watch a match because you've been given a clue. Sometimes you go watch a match or a tournament simply because uh, you want to identify uh, players, you know, and, and that is what is now we call live scouting. And then you can find a player through uh, a social media. <laughs> like, I mean, somebody t- tweeting, uh, like uh, there's a very good friend of mine called Vino Snaps. So he, he takes pictures and he takes videos of a lot of young, talented players. And that is, that is a source. Uh, that is what we call, uh, referred to as a source in scouting. So there's many ways to find players. And uh, it is very important to know. Uh, to, what, that's why networking is generally important in scouting. You know, having a strong network and having your eyes and ears on the ground because... A lot of times, it's not necessarily that you will find a player by going into a specific area, but there will be a lot of clues. It's like if 100 people are talking about a player from a certain area, then uh, that is a big clue that gives you an interest to tap, to tap deeper into that space and really go and, and try and, and, and go find out if, if really is it, is, it, is it what they say he is? And secondly, is it what perhaps in the environment that you work in, is it what they're looking for? Yeah, that's interesting. For those who are join- who are just joining us, we are speaking to Sinesi Pomali. He's a performance analyst and a technical scout. Also worked at Kaiser Chiefs and Bafana and Chippa United. And we're just trying to get a better understanding of exactly what is it uh, that it does and, and how it, it works. I think it's given us a lot about performance analyst and technical scout. But then when you have... Uh, oh, by the way, we welcome your voice notes, your questions or comments. I know there are a lot of people also interested in this field. You can send us to 061-4104-107, 061-4104-107. the WhatsApp number for a voice note. And then what do you do with all this information then, Sinesipomali? If you work for a club, then do you take it back to the club or how does it work? Yeah, of course. So in scouting, generally, technical scouting revolves around information, revolves around data, revolves around network, revolves around uh, 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 lots of, of, of all these things. But yeah, so when you, when you let's say for an example, uh, there's a clue, like for an example, yourself, you're a journalist, then you go watch a match and you say to me, hey, uh, I saw a very interesting uh, right back uh, uh, in, in Deep Sloot. And that is a clue. So my job is then to go there and, and see the, 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 the right back, you know. And once I see the right back, then obviously I'm going to, as I'm watching him, I'm going to be profiling him. 
and uh, is to is to know to try and tap into the qualities now. Uh, look, firstly, the foundation of playing football is a technique. So does he have the right technical quality to play? Uh, you know, insight. Does he understand the game? What is his decision making uh, on the ball, off the ball? Does he understand how to function in both phases of the game? You know, when the team is in attack, uh, you know, how does he function when the team is not in, in, in is not in position of the ball? You know, uh, what does it do off the ball, movements, all those kind of things. So, you, you know, the mentality, you also want to see a little bit of the mentality when the team is winning, uh, you know, does it drop performance, does it peak performance, you know, when the team is uh, also uh, um, winning, you know, how does it behave after he's been kicked by an opposition player? What's the mentality? What's the reaction? You know, once he is booked by a referee, what's the mentality? How does it react? Because if you're scouting for a big club, so those factors and elements become important. The social elements also become important. And then you go to look at the physical attributes, uh, physical qualities, things like speed. Uh, speed is also applicable in, in, on, on the tactical side because of speed of thought, which is more mental. And then also physical speed, which is ability to, re, to, to, to cover ground, to react, if are you explosive, blah, blah, blah. Because obviously, as you'd understand, each and every position on the field has got its own uh, 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 technical, tactical demands, physical demands. Uh, you know, so you always have to look at all those elements in relation to the, the 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 playing model of the team you work for, and also in relation to the playing style. I mean, to 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 the to the to the uh, uh, scouting profile uh, that uh, is set uh, by the club. You know, so because the style, the playing style of the club, the playing philosophy, or the playing model informs the scouting process. So uh, you always go. Somebody can always say, "Hey, I saw." a good right back mm. and it can be a good right back but not the right right back for the club mm. you know so that there's a very thin line in between the two because uh, you've got you, you're not looking for a good player you're looking for the right player uh, so this is what people don't understand sometimes that uh, uh, you can like I mean uh, uh, profile certain players but our job as technical analysts is to always now try to measure and, and to, to, to minimize the possibility of making a mistake uh, when you bring a player by being very objective uh, in terms of the, 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 the process of profiling that player. And uh, that is the only way you can actually try and, 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 and minimize uh, uh, mistakes. But it's, it's, remember, uh, you can try and be as objective as possible, but this is life. This is it's reality, you know. Uh, and and uh, uh, if you've never made a mistake as a scout, you've never been, you've never, you've never been a scout. Okay, interesting. We welcome your comments, questions. 0614104107. We are speaking to Sinesi Pomali, former Kaiser Chiefs performance analyst and technical scout. is also an analyst with us here on SABC Sport and also does work for uh, Bafana Bafana, also part of the team that won Kosafa also. So we'll take a break and we'll come back after this. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Evening, member and Katawale. My question is, say, for example, is scouting for a coach that prefers playing three at the back. So when he scouts a centre-back, for example, does he scout a centre-back that is comfortable playing at, uh, in a back three or it doesn't really matter? Good evening, member your team and my fellow listeners. Well, 
I hear your guest is saying that uh, you, you have to have a, a, a sharp eye. Who in Keza Chips did he scout? Because I, I am sorry. No, the players that we've seen in recent years, I is totally opposite of what Chips would go for. Can you at least give us, maybe give me three names of the players that he has recommended or scouted and signed by the team? I'll listen to the radio live and direct from Mikurlin Nisibi. Okay, thanks for that. Keep them coming. I can see they're coming. The first one, Snesipo, was about if, I think if a team is looking for a centre-back and they play three at the back, what then influences your decision? Uh, look, first of all, uh, especially in football today, is very, it's very dynamic. It's very complex. Uh, you find a lot of teams don't play one system. So uh, this you always have to keep in mind as a scout. And remember, what people must also understand, before I'm a scout, I'm a coach. I, I've been a coach um, before, and uh, I've got a KFP coaching license. So uh, I, I, I understand the coaching aspect, you know, and also I've got a background in performance analysis, you know. So uh, I also understand the analytical uh, aspect, you know. So when, you, when you're talking about systems of play, um, they are very, very complex. Uh, and you will see, if you watch football uh, all around the world, you'll see that uh, 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 the top teams don't use one system. In, in one game, uh, within a game, teams can use uh, uh, two, three, four, five different systems. You know, your team can start at the one, four, three, three, and adjust tactic because of maybe tactical demands of the game and adjust into a one, five, three, two, or one, four, four, two, so you always have to keep this in mind, you know. Um, so when you work with 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 a coach, uh, the coach has got a certain playing style, and um, uh, you always hear a lot of this in football that sometimes systems uh, are just are just a starting point, are just a reference. The moment the ball moves, uh, players change change positions. You know, uh, it's like even three centre backs uh, on the system. You can only say three four three, or you can. You say one five three two because maybe when you are in possession, the windbacks are higher up the pitch. They suddenly there's only three. What happens to the five? So those are the movements uh, that happen uh, in football. So systems are just for me, yes, a reference point, just as a structure, you know. But uh, there's lots of movement in a match, and the systems disappear, and you realize that even the the active playing space uh, during a game is is is, is shorter than 30, 30 meters. Uh, from the first player to the last player, you know. But to be more specific in terms of what you'll be looking for in a centre-back, uh, uh, technically what you'll be looking for, if the team plays out from the back, you'll also be looking for t- good technical qualities to be able to play, to play from the back, with good variation of passes, long and short. Uh, you'll also be looking at uh, uh, the, also the, te- the technical qualities, but on the defensive side, you look at the ability to mark 1v1, and one of the things I remember, uh, uh, you know, uh, one of the coaches uh, I worked with, I won't mention his name, uh, uh, which I loved, he taught, he taught me this. He said to me, when you want to talk about a defender, what is the primary job of a defender is to mm-hmm. defend. So when you want to tell me about a centre-back, don't tell me first about his ability to play from the back. Tell me mm-hmm. firstly about his ability to defend, you know. So, yeah, so you look at all those uh, On that elements. note, Snesipo, why... 
I, I always hear a lot of you guys and coaches talk about the lack of left-footed centre-backs in, in South Africa. Firstly, why are they so in demand? What do they add to the team? And why are they so rare also? Yeah, look, it's uh, it's funny, you know, because some, you find some teams have got plenty of them. You know, I think it it all, it all goes down to your scouting network and, uh, uh, you know, how large is your, is your selection pool in terms of uh, in terms of the talent you bring in, whether at the academy or whether in the senior team. But generally in South Africa, any scout will tell you that they are very, 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 they are very, like, I mean, uh, I checked in the PSL last season, less than uh, six teams uh, actually played with natural left center backs, you know, so out of 16, you can, you can just imagine, you know, so uh, of course, if you want to have the right balance of play, uh, and Marcelo Piesa says this uh, on his principles of build-up to say for, 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 for quick exit, for fluidity of your build-up, uh, you need to have that balance, uh, right footer and the left footer. You know, they're very difficult to find. But uh, for me, I believe that if you have a very big pool of selection and you don't narrow your pool to be small, then you're obviously going to be exposed to a lot of players. And therefore, uh, you really has, you stand a chance to, to be able to... to uh, 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 to 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 find uh, any po- even a position of scarcity uh, like a left bag like a, 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 a you know a naturally left footed center back but I think the importance of 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 that especially like I mean you've watched the PSL this coming season you've seen so many teams making so many mistakes on the build up phase you've seen a lot of mm-hmm. mistakes that are a result of the imbalance of when teams try to play out from the back but because they don't have the that right and left balance, then therefore they are exposed to pressing traps when they play against opposition that press higher. So therefore, if you want to be able to deal with that, then you've got to really uh, look to scout well in, and try to have the right balance uh, in terms of your squad composition. Okay. Talking about squad composition, then there was a question and I see also on Twitter, people want to know, which players did you scout for Kaiser Chiefs? Uh, if you're a scout and you are a man of the match, then I'll be here and say, yeah, I scouted this and I scouted that. <laughs> it's always a team effort. Scouting, we're not, we, we're, not, we're not about being a man of the match or whatever, you know, and uh, uh, that's what people must understand. It's always teamwork, you know, it's always teamwork. Uh, uh, scouts recommend players, but scouts don't sign players. Um, and and uh, people must also understand that. But uh, in terms of who brought this one, who brought that one, you know, uh, it's, it's always been a team effort. Uh, it's never been a one-man show. Uh, because when people blame one department out of all the other departments uh, that have to play a part in terms of ensuring uh, that the performance of the team is at the level that is expected, you know, then then, then it's a bit funny, you know. But, uh, yeah, I don't want to play in that space, Taviso, to be honest. <laughs> Uh, it's it's not it's 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 really uh, uh, not a man of the match situation where you're gonna look. Uh, I'm gonna be here. I'm saying I put this one there, there, and there. No, no, no. Um, you know, I was there for. for I, I I did the best I could uh, in terms of uh, the, the, the what was expected from me and um, who I brought. It's 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 not important. But who's the one that's made you the proudest then? Maybe that never thought that he would be seen and you saw him and he's made you proud. Uh, I'll talk about Surprise Dralani. Before Surprise Dralani came into the country, I, I, I was already in touch with him. And uh, like I mean, it was 
uh, he had already had what, 10, 10 plus years uh, playing in Europe. And uh, like, I mean, I, I watched I watched his games, I watched his, his clips, I profiled him very deep. And that was before he even came to Cape Town City. And at the time I was at Chippewa United. And uh, we had the, the first uh, opportunity to sign Rolani. When Rolani landed in South Africa, uh, I remember he had just bought a local sim. I'm the first person he called. And he said to me, I've just landed in the country. What is the situation? Anyway, things happened within Central and landed in Cape Town. So, but already I was, I knew that he is going to come into the country and he's going to do so well because people didn't know him. And that was the issue. But uh, that is really uh, one of the few, uh, you know, uh, great stories in terms of a player that nobody uh, knew and uh, nobody expected him uh, to maybe meet. Uh, uh, um, maybe to come in and, and do as well as he did. Today he's playing in the Champions League, uh, you know, and uh, the rest is history. What did you like in Tabo Tzel? Or what do you like in ah. Tabo Tzel? Tabo, I worked with him in the national team. What a football player. What a football player. Tabo, my boy. Yeah, a great player, great professional. I worked with him uh, during the under-23 uh, uh, campaign. And his uh, uh, one... He is in what I refer to as a natural central midfielder. Uh, he gives you tactically possibilities to play a six and an eight. Technically, he gives you possibilities to pass short and long. Uh, you know, defensively, he is strong. He's got the right physical profile, uh, wins challenges, uh, you know, aerially decent. Uh, maybe with a little bit of more height could be better, but the position he plays, maybe doesn't really, you know, demand uh, somebody tall, you know. And also, Tabo, what is important is that uh, he, he impacts goals. He impacts the game through goals and through stopping stopping uh, goals, you know. And most importantly, he's, he's got a top mentality. Uh, he's got a top mindset. He's one of the most professional football players I've ever worked with. Takes analysis very, very serious. Wants to improve all the time. You know, he wants to know about his game, his performance, you know, and that talks to mindset, uh, uh, you know, as, as uh, uh, top social life, you know, top professional, you know. So Utabo really, you know, uh, has all the qualities to make a, a top, top, top level. You know, when I look at someone like Andy Lejani, uh, and then, you know, um, yeah, I look at someone like Utabo top, 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 top professional, top football player. So, so having worked the Chiefs and knowing what they want, would he have been a suitable player for Kaiser Chiefs? Is he a suitable player for Kaiser Chiefs? I don't want to get into that space, you know. Uh, uh, like, I mean, I've given you uh, a bit of his profile in terms of what are his qualities. Uh, I'll throw it back to the to people uh, to, to because everybody talks about, uh, you know, a certain way of play and all those kind of things. Mm. So... You firstly understand the player holistically in terms of the qualities that he brings and you see if those qualities fit into the profile that uh, the club is looking for. So, uh, you know, whether he could fit or not, it's difficult to measure because sometimes you see certain qualities and a player comes into an environment and uh, certain elements or certain factors, uh, uh, you know, they affect the possibility of that player reaching, uh, the, 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 you know, Mm. 
the full potential. So because it's adaptability, he's played in, in, in Portugal for what for the last five years or so. You know, he played in Portugal, he played, you know, in Europe. So when he comes into the, he's never played in the PSL. So that's always a big factor. He's played mm. in the league. You know, who has he played with within the team for team chemistry and understanding. So if, if you can check, maybe he played with two or three players or three or four players or even more. Then in terms of chemistry, then the gap becomes, you, you close the gap a little bit uh, in terms of possibilities of adapting quick. But players always need time. So, you know, the qualities I've given him, it's up to somebody to say, okay, what is the style of play? Can he fit into that style of play from, from, from a team playing model perspective? And, and you'll understand there's a lot of interest at Kaiser Chiefs because it's a big club with lots of supporters. When you were at Chiefs then, Sinisipo, what qualities were you looking for in a player? Uh, I, 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 can't say, I can't say. Yeah, I can't, I can't say, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> simply because um, it's, 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 uh, the, the, the scouting policies that, that are set at the club are confidential. You know, they... they they belong to the club and, uh, you know, I cannot publicly say this is uh, what the club is looking for. Or this is what the club is not looking for. I'm, 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 I can't, can't get into that space. That's confidential information that, that belongs. And I respect the club. I love the club so much. So I, I don't want to, uh, uh, you know, uh, throw away the, the important information that only belongs to, to the people that work for the club. But talking about loving the club, then as we wrap up, you have left the club. A lot of people have been asking what is going on. Why did Sinisipo Mali leave Kaiser, leave Kaiser Chiefs? Because it looks like you ate, you were breathing Kaiser Chiefs. It was everything to you. Yeah, look, um, we left. Uh, uh, we, we, it was a temisha, te, uh, mutual termination. Um, uh, myself and the club, we, we, we had uh, a meeting. Uh, to discuss, and uh, we felt that the best way is to, to 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 separate. I was not fired, but it was a mutual termination between myself and the club. But but what led to that t- termination? Because uh, we had there was a DC also. I never went into a disciplinary hearing. I was surprised uh, with the media reports that said I went into a disciplinary hearing and I was I was fired because uh, there was a misconduct. If there was a misconduct, then, of course, then I'm supposed to be subjected into a DC. And when I'm subjected into a DC, there must have been a, a charge sheet and I must have been charged for something. Mm. Uh, you know? So for me, one, uh, I never sat in a disciplinary hearing. And two, I, I, if there was a misconduct uh, that I had done, then obviously it, it, it was supposed to have a charge sheet, which was going to be which was going to be obviously put in front of me in the DC, which I never did, you know. So those media reports uh, that were suggesting that uh, after I've worked so hard in my career and, uh, you know, for my reputation, I was very, 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 very disappointed. So did you live on your own terms? Yeah, I I actually uh, also uh, thought that at the time it was the best thing to do for 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 both myself and the club to go our separate ways, yes. Are you disappointed? You must be disappointed with how things ended then? Yes, of course, uh, because it was a surprise, uh, you know, how things ended. I was preparing, we were preparing for for, for a cup final, um, you know, but, <laughs> you know, so these things happen. It's football, you know, um, it's football. It's part of our journey. It comes with the territory and uh, 
you know, one has to be strong to 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 uh, 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 what I would say to endure these things. So disappointed, yes, uh, because I was serving a club that I love so much, and you know um, that I cannot. Uh, it, it was not. Uh, it was not a nice uh, way, you know, but. Uh, it's good. It's good uh, that uh, some things happen for a reason. And you're still not lost to football. I'm definitely not lost to football. I'm reporting for national team duty come next week. Okay, there you have it. Then also catch him on SABC Sport as an analyst, Nesipo Mali, performance analyst and technical scout. We were just getting a better understanding of what it does, how it works. Also, do follow him also on social media if you have any more questions for him. Um, he's always ready to answer there and share his knowledge as Nesipo Mali. But thanks for speaking to us and thanks for the insight also. Yeah, but thanks a lot, Tabiso. And also, I want to just say this uh, also, thanks to the club. Uh, uh, I was there for three years and I got all kinds of love and support from the club. The club took me uh, to, to, to start in Manchester. I'll forever be grateful, uh, especially to Mr. Bobi Mutaung. He was like a father figure to me. He did so much to me. He always had this door open for me, whether it's about work or whether it's about personal matters. I really, really want to show and send my sincere gratitude uh, to Mr. Bobi Mutaung. And uh, yeah, and all the people that supported me and the club, and uh, a special thanks to to the chairman also, uh, who always uh, uh, shown appreciation and uh, for 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 the little contribution that I I I, I did at the club uh, during my stay.